Guess what, Kentucky fans? The Boogie is back with the Wildcats. You are Locked On Kentucky, your daily podcast on the Kentucky Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, what is going on, Big Blue Nation? Welcome on in to Locked On Kentucky, your daily Kentucky Wildcats podcast. I'm your host, Lance Dahl, writer for Sports Illustrated for various SEC-related things. But on this podcast, we take a dive into all things Kentucky athletics. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more, and right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. You can visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. On today's episode of Locked On Kentucky, we are going to be discussing the Kentucky Wildcats landing five-star combo guard Boogie Fland. Going to talk about what this means for UK next season. Also going to preview the blue and white game happening tomorrow afternoon. And then finally, to wrap up the show, more of your bold predictions for this upcoming basketball season. Thank you so much for making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Want to remind everyone out there that we are free and available on all platforms. If you're watching on YouTube, please subscribe to the show. If you're listening on podcast, I would really appreciate it if you subscribed there as well. So let's go ahead and get into it. Boogie Fland has officially committed to the Kentucky Wildcats per his social media. Things were kind of trending in an Indiana sort of direction for a moment there whenever we, you and I talked about him last, but now he has committed to the Wildcats and he is the second commitment of the 2024 class, joining Somto Cyril in that group. In case you don't know who Boogie Fland is or you didn't watch my previous episode on him, I'm going to break down kind of what we talked about in that episode, give you a refresher here on what Kentucky is getting Six foot two, 170 pound combo guard out of White Plains, New York. Played at Archbishop Stepanak High School, the number 20 overall player in the 2024 class. I think it's really interesting to note here the 24 7 sports composite ranking has him at number 20, has him as the second best combo guard in the country and the third best player in the state of New York. If you go and look at 24-7 Sports actual rating, their own individual rating of him, not the not the composite rankings where they factor in on three and rivals and all these different websites. ESPN, I think, is included in there as well. 24-7 Sports individual ranking of Boogie Fland is they have him as a, as a four-star combo guard, the number 33 player in the country and the number three combo guard in the 2024 class, rated at 93, whereas the composite rankings have him as at a 99 Three, six. So a very large discrepancy here between what 24-7 sports and what the composite rankings think about him. What do we think about him here? Well, first of all, we have to talk about who we beat out to get him. And like I mentioned earlier, it's the Indiana Hoosiers and the Alabama Crimson Tide. The last time you and I discussed Boogie Fland, he had not, I don't think, narrowed his list down to three different schools yet. He had a top eight back in July of Kentucky, Bama, Michigan, Maryland, North Carolina, Indiana, Yukon, and St. John's. And the breakdown that you and I had, go and watch some of his highlights. I would encourage you to do so just to kind of get a feel for what this kid's type of game is. I'll do my best to describe it here. I think you can boil it down to offensively a pretty simple term. He's a tough shot taker and a tough shot maker. He builds a lot of his offensive game 
around hitting these off-balance, contested, difficult shots, and it's from a varying degree of range. You can see him way beyond the three-point line, pulling up aggressively um, to make some really tough threes. You can see him in the mid-range working, spinning, pulling around, trying to hit fadeaways and things like that. He consistently makes these really difficult jump shots, and it's really impressive to watch in his highlight tape. Is it the most efficient thing? I'm not sure. In 24-7 Sports, and their breakdown of what Boogie Flan does well actually highlights this, saying that during the uh, EYBL uh, the uh, the EYBL circuit, he shot 30% from beyond the three-point line, and, quote, that came in direct correlation to his shot selection since he's undoubtedly a better shooter than those numbers indicate, end quote. That is from 24-7 Sports' uh, scouting report on this kid. And I think that that is something that you have to monitor whenever you talk about the way that he will operate in this year's or next year's offense. Look at a guy like Rob Dillingham, who we tabbed as a really tough shot taker and a tough shot maker coming out of high school. And he's going to be a very energetic, uh, fun spark off the bench uh, for Kentucky, I think, this this upcoming season. He's going to get his minutes. He's going to get his time to show what he's capable of. Fland, possibly in a starting or backup role next season, is may play a little bit of a similar role, but I think Fland, whenever you go and watch him, he's got a really good handle. It's progressed over the past couple of years. It's gotten tighter. I don't think he's a point guard. I think he's more of a shooting guard. Obviously, they have him listed a combo guard. He can do both. He absolutely can. I'm just saying, if I were playing Boogie Fland, I would want to have this kid more often than not off the ball. So I think that he's a little bit different in Rob Dillingham and the fact that both of them can kind of play both positions, can kind of play in between. But I think Fland is more of your two type of guard. I also think he's got a little bit of a wider build, and you probably going or you probably are going to see more uh, of of player players like him uh, at that two guard spot. So I think it makes sense to put him there. Six foot two, 170 pounds. He looks a little bigger than six foot two, 170 pounds. This is what on three has to say about his his scouting report. Pretty much, it says uh, a lot of things that I want to point out here. Boogie Fan- Fland plays with a New York flair. Absolutely does. He has a good handle and is able to shoot the ball from each level. He is a very diverse shooter. He, Like I said, he doesn't just pull up from three. He can also shoot from the mid-range. He has a really nice layup package. Very, very smooth, uh, despite the aggressive shot tendencies that he has. He has deep range off the bounce and will pull up if you give him an inch. Yes. He sees the floor well, gets his teammates involved, involved takes care of the ball, valuing possessions. There's a floater game in there as well with a one and two dribble pull up. He will need to continue getting stronger, and he is a solid athlete and has average length. The confidence is sky high. The skill set is obvious. He has comfort playing on the ball or off the ball in a two-guard lineup. Never afraid of the spotlight. Charismatic. He missed a lot of his sophomore season with injury. I think that's also something that I want to point out here. His personality seems like a very happy, very charismatic, energetic type of kid. Not one to get aggressive and scream and shout and freak out on the court. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing to each their own. Everybody has the way that they like to celebrate with their teammates. And sometimes you need a hype man. Actually, that's not true. You always need a hype man. I like guys like Boogie Flan, the way that they carry themselves, the moxie, the confidence, the charismatic nature of their game. I find it entertaining. It's fun to watch. He's a very talented guard. I think he plays better on at the two. This is what 24-7 had to say about him. And this was, I believe, this was a scouting report that they dropped in July. 
They said Fland is a skilled guard whose biggest asset is his, is his ability to shoot the basketball. Like few other players in high school basketball, he has an ability to heat up and start making tough shots from long range. Like I mentioned, they talk about the inconsistencies from in, in the EYBL circuit, shooting only 30%. Uh, while Fland is young for his grade, he remains undersized with a slighter natural build, but deceptively long arms. His lack of strength can sometimes limit his ability to play through contact in the lane, but he has a good range on his floater and is adept at getting to the free throw line. Yeah, not necessarily the strongest player you're going to see out there, but again, I like his offensive game. He looks a little wider than 6'2", 170 pounds. I, I mean, I can get the undersized comparisons. Maybe I need to actually go see more of like different camera angles of him playing high school ball and playing in the EYBL, but I, I, I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm like greatly concerned about it because you've, we've already kind of getting, we're already kind of getting to see that mold with, uh, with Rob Dillingham here. So Fland, uh, they continue, Fland has spent most, spent most of his high school career playing off the ball but has developed into a reliable secondary ball handler who has become increasingly capable of initiating offense with the ball in his hands. He has pace with the ball, both in the open floor and coming off ball screens. A good left hand, that's something else that I noticed as well, and has definitely, got a t is, has definitely gotten tighter with his handle over the years. Let's see. This is also the final thing that I wanted to point out here. He defends with a playmaking mindset that leads to a high steal rate, averaged 1.7 steals per game. He can pick up pressure on the ball away from the basket as well. I think the final thing I want to note here is if he continues to get stronger, Fland is probably going to end up being a really good combo guard for the Wildcats in uh, upcoming seasons. So I'm very excited about this pickup. Curious to see what 24-7 Sports does with their rankings once uh, once this commitment happens and uh, they, maybe they just double down and they say, no, he's a 93 overall rated four-star guard and uh, everybody else that thinks he's a, a really good five-star can just say that, you know, we, we think they're wrong. So I'm curious to see what they do there. Somto Cyril is also in this class, so that'll be two, at the very least, four stars for the Kentucky Wildcats. I want to know what you guys think about this. What do you think about Boogie Flan committing to the Wildcats? I'm very excited. Should be a fun player to watch in the coming years. You can leave all of that in the YouTube comments below, or you can hit me on the socials at LockedOnUK. All right, I want to get to the blue and white game. I want to tell you three things that I would like to see out of the Kentucky Wildcats tomorrow afternoon. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends at BetterHelp. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward is not always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around your career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the better it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, you need to give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. You can visit betterhelp.com slash college today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash college to get 10% off your first month. Today's episode is also brought to you by FanDuel. Snap into action this season with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets win or lose. And if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is no better time to get in on the action. We are 
steadily trucking along here with the NFL season. It's been a lot of fun with FanDuel, and the app's got so many different ways that you can utilize the NFL season. There's a wide range of betting options from spreads to player props to over-unders and so much more on top of that. You need to visit FanDuel.com slash locked on. Kick off your NFL season with FanDuel, the official partner of the NFL. All right, continuing along here on the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Daw hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. If you have not subscribed to the Locked On College Basketball Podcast with Andy Patton and Isaac Shade, please go ahead and do so. They do great work over there. They're getting closer and closer to the college basketball season as you and I are as well, breaking down all different things across the landscape of college basketball, giving previews to every conference, talking with analysts, talking with coaches, talking with guys like myself about what's going to happen with Kentucky. You need to go check them out on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. There are three things that I want to see during the blue and white game for Kentucky basketball tomorrow afternoon. In case you don't know, I believe this game is going to be happening at 6 o'clock Eastern or 5 o'clock Eastern, um, and it will be broadcast on the SEC Network Plus, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so you can get this game. Maybe a little bit difficult. Whenever they did the, uh, whenever they, they did blue, Big Blue Madness, I actually couldn't watch it uh, because of the area that I'm in. So hopefully uh, we will be able to get to see this blue and white game Uh, with Kentucky. First thing I want to point out here before I dive into the three things that I want to see, this is essentially a glorified scrimmage. You're not going to be able to get a ton out of this this weekend, but there are a couple of players that I really want to pay attention to. The first one being Zvonimir Ivasic. He's, if I'm not mistaken, going to be participating in this blue and white game. Very excited to see what Zvonimir brings to the table. Talked about on yesterday's episode about Cal has been trying to say, pump the brakes a little bit. He is not going to go out there and dominate immediately. He needs a little time to develop, and I, I agree with that. I would like to see how he plays, see how comfortable he is in a scrimmage-like setting. I think it's going to be a lot of fun to watch him out there and just kind of be in awe at the fact that we've got a seven foot two guy that can handle the ball a little bit. So while Cal has continued to mention, hey, we need to kind of settle down here because of the fact that he needs a little bit of time to kind of get to where we want him to be, and he's learning, he's picking up things very quickly, but he just needs a little bit of time to just just pump the brakes. I think that's very fair. I agree with that. We talked about that a lot on yesterday's episode. I, I just want to see what he's capable of. I want to see what he's currently, currently uh, up to uh, with the Kentucky Wildcats. That's the first thing that I want to see from Kentucky. Obviously, Aaron Bradshaw and Ugan Onienzo, I don't think are going to be participating in this one. How does Trey Mitchell work with Zvonimir? Are they going to be out in the court at the same time? I think that that's going to be a lot of fun to dissect after the fact just to see, okay, if Zvonimir looks like this and Trey Mitchell looks like this, what will the rotation look like this upcoming season in the front court? We actually have a bold prediction later on in the show that has to do with the front court that doesn't have to do with Zvonimir, Trey Mitchell, Bradshaw, or Onyenzo, it's going to be interesting to get to. Hope you stick around for that. But Zvonimir, very excited. How does Kentucky handle him? What do they do with him with different sets? What type of shots does he take? That'll be interesting to see. Speaking of shot selection, that's the second thing I want to get to here. Three things I want to see during the blue and white game. The second thing I want to see here is shot selection. Again, I understand the fact that this is a glorified scrimmage and you're probably going to see some herky-jerky offense, maybe not some committed defense all all the way around, but... I'm curious to see if Cal and this coaching staff kind of force these guys to play a little bit more rigid, play a little bit more serious, kind of get their get to their spots and knock down shots that they would consistently knock down in the regular season. Take us back to the Global Jam here for just a second. That shot selection that they had 
during that uh, during that global jam, that round robin, I was very, very, very pleased with it. I actually don't know if I still have it here. Uh, I still have it to pull up for you. Is my shots chart still here? It is. It's it is still here. So in case you're watching watching on YouTube, uh, you can see this. I'll describe it for you guys who are listening on podcast. Almost no mid range shots. In fact, I'm counting four here that are outside the paint. Everything else was either inside the paint or outside the three point line. Very, very interesting shot selection from the Kentucky Wildcats. I'll be curious to see if they do something like that again in the blue and white game. Is it as impressive and as satisfying as what they did in Canada? That's what I will be paying attention to. These individual players, do they get to their spots? Obviously, we know the strengths and weaknesses. Uh, I think shot selection-wise, generally speaking, of these different players, we're going to see a ton more uh, from them as the season gets underway here in just a couple of weeks. But do do the guards uh, stick to what they know? Does Rob Dillingham go out there and have a lot of fun? Is he somebody that shines? What does this team look like from an offensive standpoint? And then the final thing here I want to see out of the blue and white game is how does team defense play out? We didn't really see a whole lot of consistent team defense during the Global Jam. I think a lot of that had to do in part with the fact that these guys just simply had not played with each other a ton. And I think chemistry is a little bit more difficult to develop on the defensive end of the floor at times, especially with a young group like this. I don't necessarily think there's an issue with motivation or ability. I just think that Kentucky needs a little bit more time to kind of get their guys right. And I think the team defense in this one should be a little bit better if they, again, if they want to press uh, like that in a scrimmage situation like this. Uh, I'll be very intrigued to see if Kentucky's defense is something that that shows up in this game. And I think it'll be pretty, pretty, pretty clear to tell in this matchup between Kentucky and Kentucky. Uh, that uh, it's either team defense or it is just inefficient shooting. It's just bad shot selection. So the final, to finally wrap this up here, three things I want to see. I want to see how Zvonimir Ivasic plays. I want to see what's around him, what his shot selection looks like. I want to see shot selection overall from the, from the offense. How do they choose to handle things there? Is it as rigid and as serious as maybe it would be during the regular season? And then how does team defense play out? Is it a little bit more, is, is it there a little bit better than it was during the Global Jam. And I'm not saying it was particularly terrible during the Global Jam. I'm just saying I'd like to see if it's a little bit of a step up from where it was just a few months ago. All right, those are the three things that I want to see during the blue and white game. I want to ask you guys, what do you want to see during this scrimmage tomorrow afternoon? You can leave all that in the YouTube comments below or again on the socials at Locked on UK on Twitter. All right, we've got two bold predictions for Kentucky basketball coming from you guys. I'm going to tell you on a scale of one to 10 how bold these two takes are. Again, like I mentioned, one of them has to do with the front court for Kentucky, and it does not involve any of the four players that we've talked about today. Before I get to that, though, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Bird Dogs. I am actually wearing my Bird Dogs right now. I didn't even realize that until I just looked down. I've got these blue and white navy Bird Dogs. They make your legs look really, really good. Bird Dogs stretched khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and give your leg a truly sculpted look bird dog shorts do the exact same thing that lululemon does but it does it better they fit way better than regular shorts that are made of that stiff restricting cotton bird dogs fixed that issue by uh, inventing cloud knit fabric that looks just like khaki but stretches so you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice any sort of movement it also uses anti-stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long and I think the biggest thing for me and for other people that I've recommended bird dogs, it's functional for literally any occasion. You can be going golfing, 
with different shorts or with different khaki pants. You can be going on a date. You could be going on an evening out. You could go to the pool. I've had people tell me that they like to go to the beach or they like to work out. Friends that I've recommended bird dogs to. You can hang out in them like I'm doing right now. You can record a podcast in them if you'd like to. You can go to work in them if you'd like to as well. So bird dogs are really versatile and they've got so many different types of uh, shorts and, and pants that you could go check out. So I would encourage you to go to birddogs.com slash locked on college and enter promo code locked on college at checkout for a free bird dogs water bottle with your order. That is birddogs.com slash locked on college for a free water bottle at checkout. And once you put your bird dogs on, you will not want to take them off. We promise you. All right, wrapping up the Friday edition of Locked On Kentucky. Lance Dahl hanging out here with you. Really appreciate you making Locked On Kentucky your first listen every single day. Again, if you've not subscribed to the show, would really appreciate it if you went ahead and did that. We've got two bold predictions here for Kentucky basketball this upcoming season. I've got two from you guys here today. I want to remind you once more, if you have a bold prediction for the Kentucky Wildcats as we get closer and closer to the start of the non-con slate, you can absolutely leave it in the YouTube comments below, or if you're listening on podcast at Locked On UK is where you are going to find me. This will be our fourth installment of Bold Predictions. Took this idea from Josh Pate. Uh, if Pate somehow sees this, don't get mad. Stole your idea. All right. The first bold prediction here, it comes from Don't Worry About It 23 over on Rup Rafters. And he said, my bold prediction is by year's end, one of Thierro or Burks is a major part of the rotation. A do Thierro at that small forward, power forward, maybe even type of spot. And then a D, and then uh, Jordan Burks at that power forward, um, maybe even third or fourth string center uh, is a major part of the rotation. I'm going to put this one at a seven and a half on the boldness scale. I think on a scale of one to 10, I think that this is a seven and a half, 10 obviously being as bold as it can get. Fierro, I think, has an opportunity to really be something special with the Wildcats if he does show off a little bit more of an offensive game, if he shows that he's more offensively versatile, a.k.a. can kind of step outside and knock down some threes. Um, I think he could absolutely find his way into this rotation. Uh, and if injuries persist, then he's probably going to have to play. And that's kind of where my, my boldness scale kind of sits here, is that I believe that this prediction here... Uh, kind of hangs on whether or not Justin Edwards gets injured or if Aaron Bradshaw does not really have an opportunity to ever return for Kentucky. I think that Jordan Burks is a talented player. I think that, as we noted during the Big Blue Madness game, he looks more comfortable out there. We're excited to see what he does for for UK this upcoming season. I think he's better than what his star rankings indicated coming out of high school. I don't know if he's going to necessarily be a major part of this rotation this season. Maybe next year. You could see him definitely next year. And then uh, and then you look at a guy like Thierro. Again, I think he could. It's just contingent on whether or not players get hurt or players stay hurt. I think that's more than anything. Because if they aren't, if they aren't hurt, they're going to get the nod over Thierro and Burks, and they will be those other guys will be coming off the bench. So i give this a seven and a half. They have the talent to do it. Um, I just want to see them actually go out there and execute, and I think a little bit of injury injuries uh, will have to play into factor uh, in this bold prediction here. And then the final bold prediction for today, the second one here, comes from Kentucky fan 
1989. He says, my bold prediction is that Kentucky will win 13 SEC games. So he's predicting the Wildcats to go 13-5 and in conference play. Well, if you listen to what I've had to say about Kim Palm over the last couple of episodes, about last week or so, it has Kentucky basketball going 11-7 and in the SEC, losing seven SEC games to Florida, Texas A&M, Arkansas, uh, Auburn, Mississippi State, Tennessee. Actually, hold up here. Kim Palm does this the weird thing sometimes where it doesn't necessarily give you the accurate. It'll tell you the individual score predictions for the game that it, games that it has, but it won't always be accurate to the final record that it has because some of these games are just so 50-50 that I think in the computer it gives it a win or a loss sometimes. Uh, just randomly, and then it'll show you one thing, and it'll actually mean another. That's one, two, three, four, five, six SEC games that it thinks it's going to lose, and I guess there's one in here that's another 50-50 that they could uh, potentially lose as well. So, uh, yeah, either 12-6 and six or 11-7 in the SEC. So this would be a slight uh, overachievement by Kim Palm standards. I will give this one a 6 um, simply because it's really hard to hit the nail on the head of, as to how many SEC games the Cats will win this year, but also... Uh, this is probably where I would fall right now. If I had to pick where Kentucky goes uh, in conference play, I think that they go somewhere like 26, or excuse me, not not 26 and 5. I think they go somewhere like 13 and 5. This absolutely could happen. I think that this is pretty uh, pretty par for the course um, for for at least my prediction. I'm not saying that this is just a, this is a no-duh prediction here. It's difficult to hit the nail on the head, but I don't disagree with this take. Um, I, I don't think that this is particularly bold for me, but to hit the nail on the head and get exactly right what Kentucky's conference record is going to be um, would be pretty impressive. So I'm going to give that one a six on the boldness scale. I think 13 and five would be good. You'd obviously want a little bit more, but I think that would be that would be good. So I think that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked On Kentucky. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked On UK. You can follow me on Twitter at LanceDahl underscore, and you can follow the show over on Instagram. That is at Kentucky Podcast. Any questions, comments, concerns, leave them in the YouTube comments below. Hit me on the socials. I will see you all on Monday for another episode of Locked on Kentucky. Hope you guys have a great rest of your day, and God bless.